Hi, everybody. It's your host, Tanya. Welcome back to On the Town. And I'm here with my co-host today, uh, Carl Yard. Thank you for joining me, Carl. How are you? How's it going? It's going good? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so um, this week is a exciting topic. Um, you know, apparently something happened. Um, uh, Biden just deported back about a thousand Haitians within a matter of weeks. Um, and so I just felt like, you know, with all the sex trafficking going on in Haiti, um, I just felt like, why are they deporting so many Haitians at such a record number? But but everyone else gets to either stay, you know, like people come from Poland all the time. They come from Russia. They come from all over all the time. Italy, they got dole. China has the most illegal immigrants in. Yeah. And I was going to say China, which which unfortunately, a lot of those women, unfortunately, are being sex trafficked, especially yes. like in the massage parlors and all that stuff. There's a lot of shady stuff going on. So I don't want to exclude them either. You're India. I mean, every every nationality has it. It's just why are we why did how did they? You know, get a thousand people to send back who were children who came from like hard. I don't know if you know the war, the stuff that's going on right now is horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, but they said it's because of um, uh, Title 42, uh, which closes off the US borders if there is a uh, health or some kind of crisis. So, because of COVID, that's what's uh, let the, allowed them to be able to deport a thousand people back. But I'm like, well, okay, what about everybody else? Because I know people here that are illegal and they're not they're not Haitian. Yeah. So I'm like, how does this work? So I don't know, uh, but I do tie it in, uh, sadly, with the fact that well, uh, Haiti, you know, Louis, what's his name, Juvenel, 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 I can't say his name, uh, whoever the the leader is, Juvenel, I can't say it right. They want him out. The, the people want him out. Uh, but he says, no, I have another year left. So the U.S. agrees with him. So that's why he gets to stay. But they're literally in the middle of a, of a war. People are being shot. Like, it's crazy right now. It's bananas. It's like a, well, it is a third world country. But you know what I mean? It's like a war going on right now uh, between its citizens and um, its government. And then then you got the, the people that kidnap and traffic. And that's where the problem is. Like, it's so desperate. Um, people like sex trafficking children. Like it's disgusting. People, I mean, they they sex traffic people in general around the world. Like that's a thing, unfortunately, um, to the tune of let's see, well, three hundred thousand are taken uh, around the world and sold as slaves, right? Uh, two hundred and seven, two hundred and twenty. Um, let's see, we got children. Um, it's just crazy. I, I'm I'm trying to think. Uh, where did I get a stat? I had a stat here somewhere. Sorry, guys. Um, I don't know. It's uh here we go. Oh, here we go. Okay, so so I was watching this documentary and there was these um, two Australian handlers we call them, uh, and they go around and they rescue uh, children from sex trafficking um, incidents uh, in Haiti, particularly because it's that bad. I mean, and and mm -hmm. someone. Mm -hmm. Do you remember there was a show on TV? It didn't last too long, but mm -hmm. it was about this preacher or pastor who used to go to hotel rooms and hire a, um, a sex worker. Mm -hmm. um, showed up, he would sit him down and talk to him and say, hey, do you want to get out of this business? Yes. He would, he would have him go out the back door. And, yes. and something happened, but I'm not sure what happened, but the show got canceled because... I don't know if it's something he was doing that was illegal, but mm -hmm. in my opinion, it was a good thing he was doing because 99.9% yes. .9 of the, I would say 100% of the girls wanted to get out. 
Yes. The ones that didn't were just too scared because the guys told them, hey, if you, you know what I mean, they had them so scared. Mm -hmm. that that's the only reason that kept them doing it. But they yeah. wanted to get out of that life. Well, that's a part of that's a part of what they do is that they use fear, coercion, uh, and then threats to keep you in it. And then now, hi, uh, uh, Grandma, I see you there. And then they also use, um, uh, you know, like like some. It depends on where it's from because I see yeah. like some parts of uh, Africa and some parts of India, Pakistan. I think it is some. Depending on where you who you are, depending on who you are. First of all, yeah. If they kidnap. An American child uh, versus a Haitian child versus an African child or a Latino child. There's, I didn't know this, but there's like different things that can go on because, you know, unfortunately, sick perverts, pedophiles have these preferences, apparently. So some are worth more than others. It's disgusting. I mean, I, well, that's I, what's driving it, though. I mean, yeah. the, the actual guys that are making these girls do it are bad, but yes. the men that is driving this market, you know, yes. what I mean? like, Yes. No, it's, you know, I didn't know this. They get between four grand and $50,000 per kid or per person that they, per person, it could be a kid or adult person yeah. they traffic. Do you know how much money that is? If they're, I mean, when they go and do these bus on TV, they have like 15 people in a, in a van or whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. That means that that is a probably forget a billion dollar business, probably a trillion dollar business. And I would guess that judging by Jeffrey Epstein, uh, because uh, uh, him and his cronies wouldn't be in it unless it was. Uh, so that I believe that's how he gained his wealth. And they yeah. just covered it up by saying he was a financer. But I think he got it in sex trafficking 12-year-old girls. Uh, that's my that's my personal opinion. <clears throat> now, we'll, we'll find out because Ghislaine is starting to – she's not spilling the beans, but she's telling a couple of beans that yeah. I was like, what? She said they asked her about um, – like this a couple months ago. They had asked her something about you have tapes. Uh, she had tapes of Clinton uh, or somebody with like twelve year olds, crazy. Yes, and they were like, "Well, why didn't you release it?" And she's like, "Because I wanted Hillary to win." And so I was like, "What? Are you kidding me? Like, are you admitting this? Like, what else do you got?" Wow. So there's, there's, that's just one little piece piece of the iceberg. Um, there's no, you know, we don't know how far this goes, but I can get, I can tell you this. When it comes to underground uh, stuff with children and just with trafficking in general, there is a lot. I mean, people have no clue um, how much it's 14 to 17,000 foreign nationals are trafficked into the U.S., uh, they say a year. Right. Um, and the numbers traffic in the U.S., it's much higher. It's 200,000 U.S. children at risk, according to the U.S. Department of Justice. Yeah. Something's driving this market. Oh yeah, know? and and we can even talk about uh, the men going to Thailand. Oh, oh, I was going to get there. That's a yeah. Where, okay. Yeah. No, I was going to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You so you've heard about that? Oh yeah. There's like uh, you can book a vacation, a, a sex trafficking vacation. Basically, is what it is. Guys oh. go to some of these travel agents. Mm -hmm. And they book them on these tours where they get to have sex with underage girls. That's in Thailand. And well, don't forget the boys. And boys, yes. Don't forget the boys. A lot of people think, oh, it's just girls. Nope. Probably no. one. I think it's one in three are boys. Yeah. So that's like, you know, that's pretty much, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you ever heard of Nambla? Yes. Na the national yeah. something of man-boy love? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I've heard it. Yeah, of men who thinks it's okay to have sex with little boys. And they started a group and it's called Nambla. I can't believe they even have a group. I can't believe this. I just, it just, it boggles my mind. I just can't even phantom it. But the reason why I wanted to do this show today on it is because um, it's just not being talked about. And I know it's something we, like I I try to do happy, be happy, all that good stuff. I use the secret, all that stuff. But some things you just have to be aware of because they're happening under your nose and people are oblivious to it. And they're like, well, it wasn't my kid, but it doesn't matter if it's your kid. Think about this. For all those 200,000 kids kidnapped and sexually abused, that's 200,000 chances you have of having a messed up world. That's where you get your Jeffrey Dahmers. That's where you get your Charles Mansons. That's where you get your Oklahoma bombers. That's where you get those people. That's exactly when it starts out as kids. The trauma you receive as a child usually is is the um, the after the after effect is shown in adulthood by the things that they do. Not saying that all children that are abused are uh, become bad or something like that. I'm not saying that because I was abused and I certainly knew at five years old, six years old, that is not the right thing to do. How I knew it, I don't know, because I never even watched television, but I, my instinct knew that that's just something that's not supposed to be done. That's not supposed to be done. So if I knew, I, my theory is everybody should know. Uh, but unfortunately, some people don't know or they sweep it under the rug. And I believe that's why it's happening more. And now uh, I had a friend of mine, her granddaughter, literally last year before, right before the pandemic, was it right before the pan, right before the pandemic? I want to say, uh, her daughter was at school in Harlem, bright daytime, twelve noon. Her and her, her aunt was walking out of the school, twelve noon, and uh, a black truck pulled up and tried to snatch her from her aunt's hand. Luckily, the uncle had trained her. If someone tries to grab your hand, you know, he did some, they let her nails grow long, something crazy where she got, she snatched away from him and got to run when they found the truck. Okay. It was traced back to a sex trafficking ring in Dutchess County. So it's right here locally, Westchester, Dutchess, this is all same area, New York, you know, same area. So just to let you know, you need to be finding out what your children, um, you know, are doing. Cause, cause like, I know I'm talking about the the Haitian aspect of it, like you know why are so many being part of it? You know Biden just let a thousand of them go back. P- kids, you know kids, people who are leave, left sex trafficking hands and now they gone back to the same thing, which is why they don't mind taking the risk to get here because they showed. I was watching this video and they showed what they're living. I mean, if you saw this, it was horrible, horrible that they have people paying for sex for these little children. So it doesn't matter whether it's here or Haiti or it doesn't China, it doesn't matter where it has to stop yeah. because all those kids, this is how you have to see it. You have to pretend like it's your kid and all of those kids out of all those kids, at least half of them, something's going to be an effect from all the things that happened to them. That's what you have to remember. So yeah. they may grow up to be people that, that take from you spiritually and mentally, you know, that, that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? that's how you have to see it. You can't see it as well. Those kids over there, any of my kids No, because they go back into society and they refilter all the things that they've internalized. So, uh, I mean, uh, but the two of the hardest things for society to talk about. Mm-hmm. And one of them is one, the things you talk about race. Yes. Anytime yeah. you bring up race or sex, people <laughs> are for the hills. That's true. 
any of those two topics. And I, I realized that a lot from doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. You start oh. talking about sex, it better be funny. Yes. Or you start talking about race, it better be funny. Because <laughs> people are very, very uncomfortable. And you can yeah. watch them squirm until you make them laugh. But those yes. two topics. So I think that has something to do with why people don't want to talk about sex trafficking and mm-hmm. you know what I mean and you know and and that, those kind of topics because it's just topics that people consider taboo and we don't talk about that and shh, you know and sex is considered dirty you know what I mean right right so what, what do you think um I mean there's two angles here what do you think are some of the things that we can do as parents um, and, and or as people who work with children, like there's gotta be some some ways to like start, you know, banging on it like a sculpture, you know what I'm saying? Like we get something here out of this. What, what do we do? Yeah. I mean, I think me as a parent, I was very open with my kids about sex. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know I mean? Very open, even though I have two sons. Right, right. One of the things I told my sons, mm-hmm. I said, if you're ever anywhere and you're ever at a party anywhere and you see a woman in trouble, you see a woman that's drunk, a woman that's high or whatever, and, and any anytime you see men or guy, boys trying to take advantage of her, you make sure you're the one. You be the, how do I say, you make sure you're the adult in the room. You don't right. join in. You save her. That is your job is to save her. I don't want to hear you in any part of this, you know, college thing where these Girls yeah. at the party, right. drunk, and all the guys, and you watch. No, you don't watch. Nope. Okay, you step in and you help. I say, anytime you can, you can help mm-hmm. a woman that's in any kind of distress, because a drunk woman, a, a drunk woman, sorry, women, doesn't mean. For some reason, men think a woman's drunk means she's she wants to, to you know, what I mean to have sex. Right, like, right, right. She's passed out. That means she no. Right. You know what I mean? What if? Somebody did that to men. Oh, he's passed out. He must, you know. No. Yeah. That's what I I think there's certain types of people that would think that. I mean, that's my theory. I've been around uh, college kids when I was in college, and uh, I can spot those who would think like, oh, wow. Yeah. He's drunk. Let me take advantage. She's sleeping. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like negrophilia type of thing. Like someone's sleeping. Why would you want to, why would you want to be with them as my thing? But there are certain types and hashtag rapist um, that would that would that would uh, an undercover rapist. So yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even know they don't look like the typical type. You know, they just feel like they it, they deserve it, it's theirs. You know, uh, and they don't want to ask or something. So there's there's those type. But you, that's very yeah. good that you're that type of father. Uh, my mother too. She was like, don't ever sit by and watch an atrocity. I don't care yeah. what what it is. If you see something, you say something, um, because uh, it, you know not on your watch. And and I agree with her. You know. Yeah. Um, but basically, I was saying, uh, just don't be. My parents never talked to me about sex ever, mm-hmm. ever. No, I only parents ever, ever like. Yeah. I remember we had a we had um, a medical, like a thesaurus or a encyclopedia, mm-hmm. and um, inside of it was the uh, the body, the anatomy. You know what I mean, the female anatomy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Right. <laughs> but inside, also inside this book. Uh-huh. It also had stuff about the atomic bomb and when the atomic bomb went off in, uh, where was it? Um, Hiroshima? Yeah, Hiroshima, mm-hmm. how it affected the people and how they got all the skin turned, all it, you know what I mean? So I was arguing with some friends of mine. We were kids like eight, nine, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So they were saying if the atomic bomb goes off, it's going to destroy the entire world. 
And my argument was, no, the atomic bomb, it already went off. Right. And it, and then I was telling them, no, it's so, you know, kids, they're arguing, they heard about this bomb. Like, no, it's going to destroy the entire world and none yeah, of us are going to yeah. be alive. And I'm like, no, it's, it's going to destroy a certain amount. But so I then decided to get the book mm -hmm. to show my friends. Like, <laughs> yeah, my mom saw me with the book. No. No. She went nuts. She goes, what the, where are you going with that? No, you little, uh, how you and your friends, you guys need, and I mean, she's going off. I'm like, all this over, because at that time, I did not know that about the uh, female and male anatomy in the book. Right. Now she got me curious. <laughs> now I can't wait for her to leave the house so I can go to this book. What's in there, right? I can see you now. <laughs> she, oh. can't, she can't be going this crazy but oh. the atomic bomb. Right. You know what I mean? So, of course, she went out shopping one day, man, and I found that book, and I'm going one page at a time because I don't want to miss. <laughs> <laughs> and this page had about... Oh my god! pages. Wow. Oh my god! It was a big book, and and I just didn't want to miss. I just want to know what made my mom go so crazy. Oh my! You know god. what I mean? Was you able to understand it? No, because I passed the uh the body, the anatomy, the body. I passed all that stuff because I seen that stuff before. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I passed all of that, and I still couldn't understand. It was only years later when I grew up and I became a teenager, and I said, "Mom, what is it?" And she started laughing. Wow! I go, "What was in the book that you didn't want me to see?" I said, "I went through that book for, and I still didn't see anything." But then I figured it out. Oh <laughs> so yeah, this their parents just to be for some reason they just don't want to talk to the kids about you know anything sexual, and I think that plays a big part of how girls get scooped up, whether when it, well not grabbed off the street, but. Guys, oh, right, but I mean, like, guys, the ones who got who get sweet talked by men are, you know, and promising them stuff, and yes, especially you know I mean? relationships, yeah, right, right, yeah, especially those. Those are the those are the. I kept I used to tell the young lady. So, what was the first sign? It's like, well, um, there was none. I said, are you sure? They're like, no, yeah. there was no signs that he was abusive. I mean, he just. I said, so he just woke up one day and just started beating on you, and they're like, oh, well. Well, no, um, you know, the first time, go ahead, tell me about the first time, because I'm sure he, I'm sure before yeah. you, okay, I'm sure, I'm sure on your first date, your first date, I am sure that something was said or done that gave you a clue, but you ignored it because your love eyes was on. And yeah. so he was like, um, no, I said, so, so when you sat at the table, what happened? She tells me the story. And then what did she say? Well, when the phone rang, uh, he was like, who's that? Why is your mother calling you? Or why is so-and-so calling you? And I said, that's the first sign. Anybody that's sitting at a table with, and they got to know who the hell you're on the phone with on the first date. Something's wrong with yeah. the picture. And then the second date, they really want, then they want you to stay with them. Like, there's all the signs yeah. there, but they didn't pay attention. But she said her mom never told her about that stuff, you know? Um, and I said, well, I mean, that's another story. I think she was watching what she saw as a child. That's another story. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, talking to your kids is crucial. Um, I think when it comes to sex trafficking and human trafficking, because they look for people that are vulnerable, that are uh, um, that don't have many contacts, that are isolated. That's what they look for. Foster kids, by the way, are um, a major target right now, uh, and especially when they age out. Yeah. Uh, so my friend was telling me about a place in uh, where was it? Oh man. Oh, not DC. Where was it? Oh man, I forgot this one place with the down south. 
oh, I can't remember the place. Uh, I can't remember what state it is, but they literally set up with the case managers and wait for the kids to age out. The day they would age out, the sex traffickers are waiting at the door. Wow. Saying, okay, so we have a job for you if you want it. Right. And so that's one form of it. But then you got the ones who scourge the internet and pretend to be your friends and yeah. your and your age. And then once they get you out, now they get you out to the party, they put something in your drink, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or they get you, you know, wherever. I mean, I hear I, I hear tons of stories. I cannot it's it's heartbreaking how many young girls, especially in the Bronx, they've been kidnapping a lot of girls in the Bronx. But a lot of those girls, I'm like, you're putting yourself out there on Facebook, you're making your know, people yeah. on Instagram, putting yourself out there like that. You don't know who's watching and saying, hey, well, let's get her. Because yeah. remember, according to that that life, people there's people worth more money than others. Like I'm like, they yeah. have a whole system to this thing, which is sick, but they have a whole system. So um, with that being said, I don't think I'd be out there like, oh, look at me. Oh, my little bikini. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why, why are you? And it makes it harder because then it's it makes it easier for them to to do their their horrific uh, line of work because people are just then they're, they're oblivious to what's going on. A, a girl, a girl put up on um, YouTube how she literally got, almost got kidnapped in front of everybody right near Forty Second Street in like Eighth or Ninth Avenue, and and luckily, well, I think she was very naive in my opinion. Yeah. She went over delayed. She's like, oh yeah, well, would you like to sign this thing? And she was like, no, not really. And she was on her lunch break, and, she, and so she was like, oh, are you sure? And she was like, well, not really. And so she said she felt bad. Number one, yeah. number one thing is follow your gut. If your gut yeah. said, I don't feel like doing it. Don't do it. She said, oh, I. So you know the little side streets on Forty Second Street. Yeah. So on the side street, like where ain't nothing yeah. going on. Well, that's where they took it to, and there was a gate. The guy was waiting to snatch it. Okay. Wow. That's she changed her mind before she went to sign. She looked over and said, uh, something looked wrong, and she saw just a few people, but they were that way, so she ran opposite. That's how she got away. Wow, and she tells the story, and I was like, I believe her, I think she was on truth. Yeah. That's how naive uh, we can be, N not just her, anybody. Be like, hey, would you like to sign a petition? Be like, okay, for dogs, oh wow, okay, and they just ethered all you with the rag and got you yeah. in. Next thing you know, you upstate somewhere and you're being put on heroin so that you won't go and skate. Yeah. Have I told you about the time when I was in uh, the subway station um, at in New York, um, Grand Central? Mm -hmm. And what and, happened? Um, this girl was screaming, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave mm -hmm. me alone. And there was this guy, he was like about 10 feet away. Mm -hmm. And she was screaming, leave me alone. And... Um, so everybody's just walking by and she's screaming and you can see the distress on her face and she's screaming. So I slowed down and I stopped and I started to watch. No. And this guy was saying something to her. I couldn't, I couldn't understand what he was saying, mm -hmm. but she was saying, I don't know you leave me alone. So I saw, I said to her, do you okay? Do you need, need me to stay here with you? She goes, I don't know him. He's trying to get me to go with him. Mm. And um, so I said, do you want me to get the police? Or I, I'll just stay here with you. She said, uh, yeah. You know, just stay. Just, you know, I said, okay, I'll stay here with you. I was going to go get the cop, but if I go and get the cop, I, I, I said, I'll just stay. I said, walk with me. Mm -hmm. I said, I told you, just walk with me. Mm -hmm. And he kept saying something. And then at the end, he, she, he said, the bitch owed me money. <sighs> but she said, no. She said, no, I never met him before. But he just said that. So that you would think that. Right. That they know what she said. I never met him before. I know he is. She just stopped me and, and was telling me to come go with him. He, you know, but, um, 
she can make money and stuff like that. And he's trying to get her to go with him. And then he finally got frustrated and said he's going to take her. Yeah, that's what they do. Because it, it's you know what I mean? think but about he's it. screaming and nobody stopped. Mm -hmm. If I didn't stop. Nobody. I mean, people were just walking by looking, and she's you can you can tell like, what she looked like. Huh? Was she light skin, dark skin, small? She was a dark skin sister. She was dark skin girl. Petite? Yes. Mm. She was uh yeah. Mm. She um yeah, dark skin, you know, she had long hair and she dressed nice. She didn't look like right, you know what I mean? Like no prostitute, or she didn't have that look at all. She right. just looked like a girl that was minding her own business, and this truck this guy tried to pick her up. Tried to take her. Oh, I that's what they you told me. He was her. going to take. She said he wants to take me. I don't yeah. know him. She kept saying, I don't know him. I don't know him. And he was yelling, Oh, that bitch owe me money. She owed me money. She's she's and then, he, and then after I then she started to walk with me, and then um then he, he turned around and left. What she should have yelled is fire, believe it or not. Yeah. Fire but I hung around for a few minutes mm -hmm. on to make sure he doesn't come back or you know he, or you know what I mean, or anything. Just to give her time to get wherever she was. You know what I mean. Was she small? Yeah, she was small. The reason why I say that because they usually get somebody they can grab. Yeah, she was small. Yeah, you won't find them getting a four hundred pound. Yeah. Them. No. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying that's that they usually won't. They usually won't go for somebody that's huge because it's just too much. It's yeah. Like too much work. They try to get somebody that's easy to get. Yeah, get to car and then knock them out. Whatever they got to do, um, they don't try to get uh, yeah. somebody that's big. So sad, sad to say. Um, yeah, I mean, like, who would think? I mean, I'm sure everyone thought that they knew each other. Mm -hmm. But she's like, I don't know him. She I believe she said, I don't know him. He just came up to me and wanted me to go with him, and I told him no. And he said he was going to take me anyway. Jesus, that's scary. It is. That is so scary. I can't even tell you, boy, how scary that is. I mean, I I, I ran into a a, uh, a guy one night who was um, deranged and homeless, really deranged. Like he had mental illness going on really bad, and he thought I was somebody. I guess that he hated. And he luckily, this guy, random guy, saved my life. He got he was in Harlem. I'll never forget the stop. And it was like one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock. I was coming back from a club somewhere. I don't know where I was coming from. I was by myself. And my friend told me not to do that <laughs> late night, but I was like, I'm going to go. And so he goes, um, I'm I'm sitting there by myself. And I was like, dang, ain't nobody in this car. But one other person down there, that was it. I was like, oh my God, there ain't nobody here. So I was like, I don't know what to do. What I can't, what am I going to do? I got to get, I got to get, get to where I'm going. So he walks by the car and he stops and he looks at me like he knows me and like I did something bad to him. And he said, there you are, you itch. I'm going to gut you. And he looked like he was taking out a knife. And I was like, oh, and that a guy, the guy that was watching was watching and ran over and said, honey, there you are. I told you not to ride this car. Come over here. What are you doing over there? He's like, just act like you know me. And I was like, yeah. and the guy's looking at like, yeah. he gets confused. Like, well, like he shook him out of whatever right. he was about to do. And he said, just act like, you know, I said, thank you, honey. And he put his arm around me. I said, thank you so much. It was, when I tell you the lifesaver, this guy, I don't know, he was like an angel. And I know this guy would have cut me into pieces if he would have yeah. got me because he had something in his in his long code. He was like, oh, he was deranged. It was horrible. So it was good that bystanders like yourself stopped yeah. because um, most people in New York be like, Hoo, do, do. Yeah, that's, that's because they're not in New York. Most people in New York are not native New Yorkers. That's why. Yeah. If it was back in the 80s, everybody's like, what you doing? Oh, no, that ain't happening. You know, yeah. brothers, make sure you're okay. Everybody's like, okay. 
But now people be like, uh, whatever. You could be that. Literally, you like look at the um, even the the unfortunate shooting of that happened out in what was that in Bronx or Manhattan where the two two kids, a guy went around yeah. the kids to shoot the guy. Or, yeah. And it's like, okay, nobody's. I mean, I guess I wouldn't stop somebody with a gun either. Maybe, maybe. Right. Okay, that that's that's a little bit extreme. But like, there's so many things happening where people just be like, doo, 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 doo. it's like, yeah. no, you need to participate or at least dial nine one one. That's the least you could do. That's yeah. the very least you can do. You can't just sit by and be idle, um, especially when you hear a child or a woman saying, "I don't know them." And I I used to teach my daughters that if someone takes you that you say, that's not my mommy and daddy in the L fire. Especially yeah. if you're around a public place, everybody will, every, everybody will turn around. If you say fire, everybody, everybody, yeah. if, you, if you say rape, they might, might not fire. They will turn yeah. around no matter what happens. And I, and I had a, it was a, who was it? One of my friends who does um, defense or something, he helps teach women, whatever. He said, yell fire. That'll get attention every time. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, so I, I learned that, and I don't know why this young lady didn't know that in this day and age, but with ladies, if you are out there, children, teach your children, <clears throat> teach your children to yell fire, because uh, that is a, that's a, everybody's going to stop, everybody, and, and children particularly, if they, if they're in a mall and something happens, another tactic that they can do is someone snatches them up, um, well, I mean, it's a big risky, but I used to tell um, my kids to, take their two fingers and bend yeah. them and get gouge the eyes out as soon as you see them. But only if you know for sure you can get them. If you can't get them, don't do it. Yeah. You do this. They're going to be really angry. Yeah. So it's a catch 22. It actually saved one of my daughter's life one time from a serial rapist in New York city. Yeah. She got him convicted to life. They deported him back actually, but that's another story. But yeah, so little tactics uh, work, but fire is the number one thing I would have my kid or if it's a woman or a young guy, I would yell fire if I was in a crowd or if anybody's around. Because even if even if people are dead asleep in a building and you yell fire, everybody's, yeah. I know I go to the hall just to make sure. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm doing because fire is something like you can't play with that. Yeah. So that, that's why. Um, so, But they should be a like how there was a war on drugs. There should be a war on sex trafficking. Yeah, but you, you know, know what? There isn't, right? Why? Because most of the the Johns who are buying the children are top 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 dog people. Yeah. I mean, top, I I was looking up. There's a sex trafficking team here, uh, and and so it inspired me to look it up. Say, let me see how serious this is. Just right yeah. here, in my little area of Westchester. They were arresting police chiefs, um, judges. Hartsdale had a judge or something um, arrested. They had uh, where else? They had. Um, uh, um, um, what is not the congressman? What is he? They had high top officials, top top people who you trust with your kids. There's a whole list of them. It's hard to find, but there's a whole list just for my little Westchester County alone. Yeah, and they do child snuff porn. Unfortunately, wow, horrible. Like I'm like, what? But these are people who got money. So that's why. And I sat in on court once. I used to for fun because I thought I wanted to go to law school, but I changed my mind. But I used to, for fun, go on, you know, whatever town has their night. Mine's was Thursday night. They have co open court and you can sit in there just yeah. to see, you know, what's going on and who gets what and what, you know, what the, just for the fun. And one day I sat them, I sat and watched them let a pedophile of a child go, pay a fine, and then go home to, to whatever. I said, they're going to let him go back out. 
and do it all over again. This is some crap. I, I don't understand it. it and I, 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 I say the reason why they don't have uh, the whatever system you just said set up is because it's so you'd be shocked to find out how many top dogs are actually involved. And that's why it's it, in the wintertime, I heard is the worst time for sex trafficking because that's when uh, the, the crazy people sit home. So they want, and probably the, probably the pandemic probably was like the worst. I, I, I'm scared to even look at the stats because people were home. So they, so it's going to be worth more for them to find children in the winter time. Yeah. And it's, it's disgusting. I mean, if I could tell you, people don't pay attention. I mean, there was a lady who said, oh, the guy tried to grab my daughter. Why are you so casual about that? Yeah. Out of your mind? She tried to grab your daughter. I would have been gouging. You tried to grab my children. I would have been gouging your eyeballs out. And I'm a Quaker. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not going to happen. Because uh, I'm lucky. That's when you're glad your kids are big. You know, my daughter's yeah. six two. My daughter's six two. So you, you know, yeah. not just grabbing her off the street. It's not happening. It's not. Yeah. You know, it's not the fact that there's such a healthy market for it. It's, you know what I mean? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And um, I mean, all I can do is try to bring awareness, which is why I want to talk about it. And I, I mean, I could have got some sex trafficking team people actually here, but because it was so, uh, you know, one of my guests uh, had to cancel. So it was so uh, thrown together, I'll just say. I had yeah. to still said what, you know, I always have topics that are dear to my heart. And this is one of them because those children, remember, grew up to be adults and they grow up, hurt people, hurt people. So uh, that's true. Words have never been spoken. Hurt people, hurt people. Yep. That is, I just saw it on somebody's page today, and I said, "Wow, that's that's so like it can be looped over and over again. Yeah. Hurt people, hurt people. That's it. You know. So, so what are some of the things that we can do? Um, uh, the, uh, you know, because they go after people, especially young kids who are depressed, who don't have family, uh, who are not close to their family. Um, what else? Isolated, you know? So if they see you online talking about, yeah, you know, I'm, I don't have anybody, all that stuff, you know, your, the, your children, your pregnant and yourself are perfect target. First of all, your kids shouldn't be online without you knowing it, but they have all these games now where you can play and virtual with people. And some, a lot of them go and sneak in that way. Like there's so yeah. many, so many horrific things. Uh, the young girls on Facebook, you know, the 12 year olds who go on and be like, oh, that guy thought I was cute. So I'm going to meet with him. He's only he's only 17 and he's really 50. Uh, yeah. They won't find out. So they meet up with him. There's so many college kids uh, as well missing with missing uh, indigenous women missing. So it's not just to kids. I mean, this is a, a major, major thing. And no one seems to care except for a few of us. It's crazy. It's crazy. And because there's some people that get taken to be slaves, literally. Um, and I knew this one girl from Africa and the family, uh, it was an Indian family. They kidnapped her and uh, made her do all their work and they abused her. Like it was horrible, horrible. And the way she escaped was um, by accident. Um, someone came to the house that day and they always have somebody home, but they decided that when, because remember when people get you in this subservitude thing, there's a few different types. But first, when they get you there, there's some people that, like for children and sex trafficking, they want you to stay. So they may drug you. You know what I'm saying? They may literally put you on yeah. 
a drug that will keep you like, okay, I'll do it, no problem. What do you got? You got more for me? That's the first phase. That's an, that's one phase. Then there's the people that take them because I want somebody to work for me for free, and and I want somebody I can use and abuse. That's that's it, which is horrible. Um, there's that phase, and those group uh, those group usually get people that can't get back to wherever they live. They can't. They don't know how to contact the person. Get contact anybody. So that's that's the group that this woman fell into. I felt bad for her. And she said she only had one time that someone came to the door when they weren't home. And that's how she escaped. Yeah. That's how she escaped. She would have never escaped, she said. She said they beat her, they raped her, they yeah. did all that stuff. Horrible. Or they um, pure fear. Like, remember that guy that kidnapped those three girls? Yes. yes. And, and they were right he there. Would he would go to work and leave them. They were so scared. They were so scared it wouldn't leave. They would not dare step foot out from the basement. Well, that's the thing. When they first get them, they either torture them really bad so that they yeah. it psychosomatically like, okay, I can't leave because they're going to get me. Or they scare them or they tell them, I'm going to kill your family. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. You go. I'm going to just get someone. They picked the person you love the most. But this the crazy part about that case was they were right there. Yeah. All that time. They weren't far. They weren't, That wasn't far, right? I don't think it was no. far. They were right in a regular neighborhood. And somebody they knew. Yeah. And that's that's and you'd be surprised how many kids are missing and they're not really they're right under your nose. It's disgusting. I, I just like even you know, poor Eton Pates. Remember that when the parents let him go to school by himself, five years old? It's like who lets a five-year-old go to school yeah. by himself? First of all. Second of all, why didn't CPS catch a charge on them? Because five-year-olds are not supposed to go to school by themselves. I'm sorry. Uh, and the guy put him in the car and, not, and never found him. I, I just, God, breaks my heart. I think if people just pay attention. Yeah. I mean, we don't pay attention. We seem to, I don't know if this is an American thing, but I that's one of the things I noticed when I came to America, that everybody mm -hmm. just minds their own business. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and there's, because there's stories about people coming to America from the Caribbean, seeing mm -hmm. a crime in progress and yelling and, and then they get hurt. Yes. Because that's what we do. If we see something going like it's not supposed to, we're gonna, you're going to have a crowd around you if you commit a crime. And people are going to point at you and show the police where you are. Maybe it's because it's just a small island. Maybe that's why we are so, you know what I mean? But I don't know what it is, but it's just, well, but, I, I think, and I know you're going to think I'm crazy. But I think you can go way back to slavery if you allow that to happen, and yeah. not this generation. So not us and on our white friends, but let's say their grandparents. And actually, before yeah. that, even if we can go back, maybe because Jim Crow, if they were had to watch um, people be hung, um, and watch little children be sold into slavery and separated from their families as babies, knowing yeah. the horror that was going to happen to them, I'm not really shocked. Because that means that it's already embedded in some people to do that kind of evil. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's embedded. Like if you could, I you could not have me under any circumstances sit down and have a picnic. Like if my mayor was to say we're going to have a picnic and we're going to watch somebody go wrong, I'd be like, what? Oh no, we not not today, not in this lifetime. I would never watch that. So yeah. that's what the problem is that people just they're so complacent, and and some people it's just in. I don't know. It's like. I pay attention like you wouldn't believe. Yes, I say. I, because well, we have to. You're you have to. You're a black man. <laughs> other people's kids too. Like I, I told you guys already. I think I told you guys on the show that 
Um, I took the train to New York and I would, um, I parked my car at the parking lot mm -hmm. and I would get back to the parking lot, the train, the Metro parking lot. I get back at 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And if there are women that got off the train with me and were walking to their cars, I would sit in my car and watch them make sure they get in their car mm -hmm. and drive off. You know what I mean? Just wow. make sure that they're safe. You know what I mean? Um, That's and also, uh, once I was, I was driving, this was in Boston mm -hmm. and I saw there was this little girl at a bus stop. I didn't pay attention, but I was behind this guy, mm -hmm. slowed down and he was just driving slow and looking at her. I could see his head turned to the side. He just kept looking at her. Mm -hmm. He wasn't paying attention to him. He wasn't saying anything to her. He just kept looking at her. Mm -hmm. I just thought it odd that he slowed down that mm -hmm. much. And then he, I, so I stopped and I saw him go up, make a U-turn, come back again mm. and drove by her slowly again. Look wow. at her. Yep. That's so it. I said, so I parked my car close mm -hmm. to where that girl was. Mm -hmm. I waited until the bus came mm. and made sure she got on the, well, not made sure, but I, you know, I saw her get on the bus mm -hmm. and then I left, but he was up to something. So mm -hmm. You know, when you say follow your gut, you can. He was he was up to something. Yeah, well, that's um. I was watching um documentaries on that, and um, and they show you that the this um documentary shows you what to do and how to spot it, and that's yeah. one of the things they said is they first wait and like they may wait on the corner, so when you come around the corner, that's when they yeah. get. And so, because they were doing this, and it was a girl that happened to uh, the Dominican Republic. I want to say the Dominican Republic, but they also like to go to places that they know nobody gonna pay attention. So if you go to Calcutta, yeah. India, who's gonna pay attention if you right. you throw a few kids? Nobody's gonna pay attention. If right. you go to Taiwan, if you go to you know um, Dominican Republic, certain places, you go to Brazil and the favelas, nobody's gonna notice. Nobody's even gonna notice. So you have to. That's why you got to, as a parent teach your children. Yeah. Um, street smarts, it's called. Yeah. You know, which is why. Um, yeah, it's very important. I, yeah. I just, I mean, I, mm -mm. I saw them like somebody sent their daughter to school. I cannot imagine mm -mm. Police having to come and tell them that your daughter's missing. Oh my God. I'm telling you, if that guy had got out of his car mm. and tried to go up to her, I was going to, I was going to run. What? I know. I was, I was like, I'm going to go to jail. Really? Huh? <laughs> That character you have, the cartoon character. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, bro. I he oh. was not gonna get that little girl today. Not today. That's and I thing. said that and I was ready. That's it. That's you know, it. I would I was I was can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was so ready. That's what that's what people need. I was ready. ready. I was gonna run him over. Wow. You know. That crazy i had um when i was 12 years old outside of uh outside of Antioch baptist church actually um in Bedford hills uh i was coming out of church and um this blue um what was it chevy and pop no i don't remember what kind of car it was like an old car 69 71 something yeah. uh and these five uh military guys kind of military uniforms these white guys got out of the car and held the gun to my head and told me get in the car you n-word or i'm gonna blow your brains out and I was like, okay, so you have one option. Get your brains blown out or run, and maybe you get your black black blown out. So I took back for 500, Bob, and I ran. And everybody's like, go, oh, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to save my life. And my friend froze, so I ran back and got her. Yeah. Uh, 
And they were like, are you crazy? And they were like, oh, what do you, I said, I'm not getting, I'm not getting in the car with them. I'm not. So I grabbed, I grabbed my friend and ran. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't, I, was, yeah. I, I knew I made up my mind then it's, if I die, oh, at least I'm in front of the church. Hey, no problem. Yeah. So luckily it turned out to be what they called a joke. They only paid $500 fine. I'll never forget. Yeah. Uh, he was a crazy guy who went to the military and he was just 730 all the way. Uh, so, and I heard him talking about it over the bushes. That's how I found him. Oh. I was talking about it over the bushes, I think to my brother. And I was like, that's me. I was the girl you're talking about. What are you, yeah. what are you saying? Ugla boogla. He's saying I was screaming, ugla boogla. And yeah. That's not what he said. He said nigger. So I don't know how he switched that to ugla boogla, but he was telling the story a little bit different than it really happened. Yeah. Um, but he got caught, but it was, they considered it a joke. Uh, and I thought it was, I thought it was like an AKA, but it was, it was, it, it wasn't a machine gun. It was a, um, it was a BB gun. They said, but I didn't know about guns then at all. Right. Like, I'm clueless. I had a gun to my head. That's all I knew. And they told me to get in the car, but that is an incident where like I would have been dead because nobody stopped to save me. Nobody yeah. said, Oh, we're going to go. We're going to go and, and you know, run up to the car. Everybody's like, get back. I was like, get back. You're going to let me get shot in the head. Like, really? <laughs> What a great church that was. Anyway, I don't know. I'll never forget that incident, though. But you have to stand by, yeah. uh, to stand up when you see things like that. Um, I know it's always taking a chance because, you know, like, then something happens to you. Now what? Then your kids don't have a dad because you try right. to help somebody else. So that's the catch-22. But if your gut says help, help. Because yeah. I got I got Yeah. With that guy, well, I probably was going, I, my plan was to crash into his car and disable it. Oh, you know what I mean? That was really my plan. I wasn't really going to run him over, but oh. if he had grabbed her, I was ready. I was going to crash into his car. You were ready. You were I ready. was ready. I was ready. Well, the next accident. <laughs> Officer, really? I was yeah, just I was going to crash into his car. Wow. And now you got no car. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? Wow. wow. And well, I know she must have been grateful yeah. for you. So. You know, she has no clue because, you know what I mean? Oh, right. Because she did. Right. Yeah. yeah. She had no clue. Yeah. And That's it was a little white girl too. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, great. Oh my god. It was a white girl. Oh gosh. Well, yeah. it was not called because they would have been thinking, oh, you're the one. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm here to save her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, the officer, I'm sitting here looking at that white girl because I want to make sure she gets to school safe. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I was gonna crash my car into him because yeah. uh uh yeah. Yeah, because he was going to kidnap her. And what made you think that? Because he was looking at her funny. Yeah. <laughs> think about telling that story back. Oh, boy. Now I know why people mind their business. <laughs> yeah. You think the police would believe me? No. Depends on what area you're in. If you're in the South, hell to the no. Yeah. If, if you're up here, maybe. It's a possibility. You know? But uh, yeah. I'm glad that you were, you was on it. That's all. You know? And we have a lot of... I mean, there's someone, a white car, twice come to, come to the elementary school here and try to abduct kids, but they haven't done nothing to find the car. Yeah. Or nothing. I, well, I mean, I don't know. I call it lazy. Laziness. Yeah. It's like a car comes twice and no one knows. And don't you have cameras up here on these streets? Like, y'all guys, they got cameras. So can't you run the traffic from about that time and then look at all the cars that came? That gives you an idea. I'm like, I can think of 500 ways that that were like, we can narrow this down. But yeah. nope, nope. And especially by a school, I would think any school should be required to have cameras by the school. I would think that would be. Okay. Don't all schools have cameras? And all the, all the special needs bus should have cameras on them. 
to protect the kids that have special needs, autistic kids, they should all have cameras on them, in my opinion, so that nobody, uh, no, there's no, there's no inappropriate anything. Um, but that's just me. I'm extra protective. My poor grandson's gonna be like, Grandma, can I take off the the shield now? <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, not until you're 25. Okay, yeah. So in in summary, I guess, um, what are some of the things? I don't know that we need to be doing in the, in the, I say in the U S I'll start here. Um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking prevention, you know, we need to find ways to prevent, uh, sex trafficking, especially of children of all people, but children, uh, we need to have a sex trafficking profile set up. So like they have a, um, they have a site that you can go to check for pedophiles. They should have yeah. sex ring check trafficking, known traffickers faces posted everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. because, that clearly, I mean, why, I but why aren't I mean, like I told you about the show where the, the pastor was setting up a kind of a state, yeah. Why aren't why isn't the government doing that? Why are, aren't like different towns and cities doing that? Why don't you, you, you know what I mean? They can set it up to catch drug dealers, nope. right? They do all that. Police have meetings. How are we gonna, you know, go catch the little guy that's selling drugs and then get to the bigger guy? Why not do that and get to the bigger guy who's the, the sex, you know what I mean, who's over the sex trafficking ring? I told you my assumption is that a lot of them are also in yeah. on it. And the reason why I say that is because think about it. They haven't changed laws from like 1902. Like there's some laws that were set up, I believe, to set to protect rich pedophiles. They were they were set up to protect them. I knew a guy who got three months for molesting his grandson. That's all he got? Five years old. Oh, guess why? Why? Because he was too young to come testify and be re-traumatized. I was like, "What? Really? That makes sense." I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess the mother decided she didn't want him to go testify. Yeah. She re-traumatize him. You can't retry him. He's already traumatized. Yeah. All you can do now is help him be vindicated by locking the sucker up. That's what you can help him do. But by by ignoring, you know, some people do. They're so good at that. They just. Not ignore it, but they sweep it under the rug and say, "I don't want my child to be hurt anymore. I don't want the." Uh, no, that's not how you do this. If you, if any victim is looking for justice secretly, they may not say it, but they would like to have some justice. So unless that person turns up dead, um, jail is the only other option. And if they don't go to jail, the victim's always going to feel victimized. They're always going to feel like they're going to come back and get me, especially if they were in a sex trafficking ring. Oh my God, you always, you never know. Like especially if it's gang related and all that stuff going on. You don't, you know, you're gonna be needing they're not gonna be able to sleep. There's no way. So so first things we need to do is start changing some laws and giving people more time that really sticks. Cause I I've I've sat in, in courts and I'm like, well, how much did he get for what? Oh no. And I know the guy had money. I could tell by the way he's dressed. I said, he has money. That's why. And there was nobody there, no victim was there, no victim family was there. So that makes it real easy. You yeah. know, and the courts don't really, I don't think the courts really care as long as you pay them money. That's all they care about. They want to keep you paying them. That's it. I don't think they really, I don't think they have a special interest, which is disgusting and sad, but that's another story. Uh, so, yeah. So I think um, we have to do prevention. We got to prosecute these people um, and we have to protect our children. Parents, you have to talk to them. Like, I don't tell me that, oh, this is too young. It's no, you need to let them know if anybody was to try to snatch you, this is what your options are. They need to know that because right now it's real parents. If you don't believe me, that's fine. You think you live up here in the suburbs and you're safe. Then you think about those two girls in Katona that was kidnapped from the bus stop. I don't, I don't ever remember somebody, please correct me if I'm wrong. I do not remember them um, 
um, ever finding those two girls. I think they were 15 years old. Now they could have ran away for all I know. I mean, maybe there's some side story going on, but they were at the bus stop. And I don't know if y'all know, but our bus stop here is very, very dark at 6 a.m. in the morning for the high schoolers. Very dark, 6, 7, 7, whatever time it was. Very dark at that time of year. Um, but I don't ever remember them girls coming back. So it does happen right here in your local town. Um, and uh, and it, there's just, we've got to pay attention, people. Got to pay attention when it comes to our kids because, uh, oh, can childhood, uh, let me just go to this thing. Uh, Adam, hi, Adam, how are you? Can childhood abuse make them abusers when they become adults? Well, actually, um, Adam, that's a good question. Um, I believe that if child, uh, ch children who were severely abused as children and kids do not get help, meaning group therapy or psychotherapy, um, um, or process it. And somehow, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think, would it work if they talk to people, uh, and it, that wasn't licensed, let's say, I uh, talk to counselors or therapy or group therapy. If they don't get one of those modalities, in my opinion, only it's not a professional opinion, just my opinion. Um, and, and I've only done counseling for like 15 years. I'm not a pro whatever. Uh, that's not my, um, psychology is not my specialist specialty. So I'll say that, but in my opinion, it is my opinion, um, based on the thousands of people that I've talked to, that if you do not get the help you need, two things happen. One, like myself, I would never abuse anybody, never have abused anybody, never thought about abusing anybody because I know that's wrong. From five years old, I know there's no way it would never happen. I would never, not on my watch. So but when you become an adult, you have issues with relationships, maybe um, you're yourself, you know, you're, some things are still always a little off. So that doesn't mean you're going to abuse somebody. No, doesn't mean you're going to. But if you've been traumatized to the point of, um, how do you say, put it this way, people like, people like Jeffrey Dahmer um, or like Charles Manson, um, they're not made, they're made up of all their past trauma like severe trauma, like somebody like Jeffrey Dahmer, like that's, I can't, I'm, I, nobody ever tells the truth about him, but I'm like, he did not come from a great all American family. That's a crock. And what's his name? John Wayne Gacy. They say, Oh, he's from an all American family. How about, let me interview his mama and daddy. Let me break this down. I can guarantee you I'm gonna find something in the first five minutes of that interview that will tell you <laughs> that they're not all American at all. In fact, I would say, one of them must have been very, very uh, harsh, uh, extremely to the point of evilness, uh, harsh. There's a couple of things. I mean, you don't go around chopping up people. Like, that's not what you do. You don't do that. To, for you to do that and have that evilness in your body, something stopped that part of your brain that that, norm, that most of us say, like, I might be about to get in a fight with Carl, but something says, oh, I better not do that because if I hurt him, then I'm going to go to jail. And the logic starts coming in, right? The human side says, I you know, well, maybe he said something, but it wasn't that bad. Okay. I don't need to kill him for that. Right. You have that logic thing going on, but when you've been traumatized, um, sexually, and I, in my opinion, as a kid, especially before five, and it has not been processed, it's coming out some way. I can guarantee you it's coming out. It may not be by abusing someone. Um, but it, it will definitely be through overeating, undereating, uh, drugs, um, mental illness, multiple personalities. I mean, there's many, many things that can happen. Or if you get lucky, if you get really lucky, you'll be like a Picasso. 
or David Painter or something, or something brilliant that you're at that nobody else can do. So you've channeled all your, all your negative energy, got turned into something good. That's a possibility. That's a probability. So there's many things that can happen, but I won't say just because you were abused that, that, uh, you know, that you're going to hurt somebody, but yes, hurt people hurt other people. And I mean that, uh, if, I mean, it's, it's the best statement I've ever heard. I don't know who coined it, but I love it because it, 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 it really, uh, you know, even bullies, right? You got bullies in school, right? Who bully people all the time. Like you're stupid, you're ugly, whatever. Do you think they're going around doing that because somebody treated them so nice all their lives? Like highly improbable that they grew up in a great home if they're bullying people. Somebody in their family is bullying them, in my opinion. Uh, so, you know, uh, I would say this, anybody who has been abused, especially physically, mentally, or sexually abused as children at any time, but I'm, I'm focusing on my children as children, you should run to the therapist or psychologist or to a support group. There are, that's one number right there on the national trafficking hotline. And I'm sure they have resources for groups and therapy, but there you can go Google in anywhere in your area. Um, I think in our area is 311 and there's 211 in some areas that you dial and say, are there any support groups for people that are sexually traumatized? You don't even have to tell you all your information until you get to the actual people that you need to talk to, but there's some help somewhere. I've gone to great groups that really help me process stuff. I've done 30 years of therapy to get through my stuff because it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. And I'm still not perfect. I have uh, things that I know I'm like, eh, it's probably because of the abuse, but I'm able to talk about it now and it doesn't stifle me. Some people it's stifled. Some people cannot talk about it. Absolutely not. Some people have developed personalities from it. Some people have gone on to abuse others. You never know what, you know, what it is uh, that, that uh, you don't know what the end results will be. But I, I will tell you this, if you don't, if you do not handle whatever traumas you had as a child, I guarantee you this, when you are an adult, they will show up. They will fall out the closet like skeletons. Just fall right out. You're like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? So you you have to handle, as a human being, you have to handle whatever, anything that happened to you traumatizing uh, as a child. Um, and if you don't, and you've been, you've gotten this far and nothing's, you haven't overeaten, you haven't done drugs, you haven't done drinking, no cigarette, you know, nothing that's abusing to your body, to yourself. Wow. You are a miracle. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen. There are people that can actually, you know, that get through stuff. Um, you know, I'm one of those people that no matter what you tell me or do to me, I'm still coming out. Like you could be like, you could probably like bury me in a hole. I'm still going to get up and be like, okay, that's all you got for me. Like, Okay. You know, because some people just have, uh, what's the word? Angela Duckworth says grit. Some people have it. I don't know why I have it. I have no idea. Um, other people don't have it. They don't have it. And, and it's not good or bad either way. It's just, that's just human nature. Some of us, some of us can handle the hard things that happen to us. Others cannot process it. I have a friend that was abused. Um, he committed suicide at 18. He couldn't handle it. So, so you never know who can handle what, but I'll tell you this, if you, or any, if you have a friend, if you know anybody who's been sexually abused, especially as a child, that is hard stuff. Get, get help. It is free. You can get free therapy on zoom. Now you don't even have to go, you don't even got to leave your house, but you got to process. If you can't process and know where to put all those pieces, 
those pieces just start blah, blah, banging all over the place and falling out. It's like you're walking with your, your luggage. If you don't have Louis Vuitton luggage and you're walking down the road with all them clothes, they just start popping out. Boom, boom. The brag breaks open. You're embarrassed. Like everybody sees your whole stuff. What? No, you have to compartmentalize everything. Everything that's happened, process it. it it's okay. It, I'll tell you this. If you survive, you're okay. You're going to be okay. This too shall pass. Um, but thank you. Who else? I just want to say hello real quick. Uh, who's that? Hey, Grandma Norma, what's up? How are you? We miss you. Hey, Grandma Norma. Let's say hi to Carl. <laughs> and Jen, what's up, Jen? How are you? I just want to say before we go that I've never been sexually abused, uh -huh. but I can understand how hard it must be for a child to be sexually abused. And I'll tell you why. Right. Because when I was a kid, I had a teacher that would try to kiss me, a oh, male God. teacher. Oh, God. He never, but he would always, whenever we were alone in the class, he would all try to pull me in towards him, and I would always squirm away. And to this day, that bothers me. You know what I mean? I get, I get when I think about it, but I, I, nothing physically ever happened. Right. So I can only imagine. Well, because you wouldn't let him kiss you. Right. That's the I, Yeah. Groom you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I'm saying the trauma that I have from that. Right. I can't even imagine what it what it would have been like if something had happened. You know what I mean? So I'm not gonna say I I know what people who have been abused are going to do because I I wasn't. But I that's as close as I came, and it it really it when I think about it, it just makes me shake. Yeah. Well, the fact that that he violated your trust because he's older, this that alone is abuse in itself. Yeah. Forget, I'll forget the next steps. That That is just that fact alone that you trusted this person, that you are in this person's care, that they're supposed to be caring for you. That alone is enough to call to be called the trauma. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you may not see it as, as bad as like actual happening, but right. that's just as bad. That's just as, especially if you are, you know, I'm, I'm making this up, but if you're raised in a household where you're like, oh, you're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. And then that happens, you're like, oh my gosh. And then suppose that person's one of those people telling you that lie. Like, right. for instance, like uh, anybody who's been molested by a priest. Could you imagine what that's like? Yeah. You're going to church every Sunday doing confessions, and then and this guy is the, like, no, yeah. like it, it, that's ultimate breaking of trust. And that's what people have to teach their children. You know, if you feel uncomfortable, this is what you do. You need to come. You, they need to be able to feel like they can come and talk to you when they don't feel like they can. They're never going to tell you. They will never because they feel like they'll feel like you let your parents down and you're know, embarrassing the family. These are the things that I've heard. I'm embarrassing the family and my mother. Oh, my God. My family would be so embarrassed. Don't worry about embarrassing your family. You got to worry about how many more victims there will be who will actually commit suicide because they can't even handle that. That's what that's how I see it. And I tried I tried to tell online, but nobody believed me till later, too late. Yeah. Um, but but I tried to tell only because and I realized later, like um, I wrote the book because I was like, oh, my God, this is happening more than we know. And if I don't say anything and I learned that if you don't say anything, there's yeah. always more victims, especially yeah. if you were young when something happened. I guarantee you there is no such thing as a one time pedophile. Never. Never seen, I've never seen one yet. Maybe somewhere in the world, someone's had that kind of person. One of the big things too is nobody believes the kids because we at, at the school I went to, 
Yes. All the little the boys we would t try to tell the the teachers, the principal, uh -huh. and they would just shrug it off like, "Oh, come on," you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he would never. Mr. So and So would never do that. Right. Well, you know what I mean? That's so funny because that was one of the topics we were going to talk about was how um, victims get re-traumatized when family members and um, people you trust and love literally turn on you and be like, oh, yeah. Carl, it wasn't really that bad. He didn't even do yeah. that. He didn't do anything. So get over it. Get yeah. over it. What do you say? I've had people, I had people literally tell me to get over being raped as a kid. They literally told me to get over it. I was like, oh. And then I had to get really vulgar and scare the hell out of them. Then they were like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I'll get over it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I, I'm so through it now and I've worked through processes that yeah. I literally, I will have people shaking in their pants when I tell them the details. They'll yeah. be like, oh, but maybe I don't want to say it. Yeah, you don't want to say that. You don't want to yeah. tell me. You can't get over no. violated, even if it's not physical, even if it's mental. If you trusted me and I was your babysitter, right? If I was your babysitter and you trusted me and I'm um, and I'm um, saying, oh, yeah, Carl, don't worry. Let's have some ice cream. We're having ice cream and popcorn and we go to the park. We do all these things. And one day I just turn around and say, Carl, come here. And I do a 360. It's like, who the yeah. hell are you, lady? Who are you? And that happens. How many people have no idea that their own friends and family members have abused their kids and they got no clue? Yeah. No clue. No clue. You and know I how I know? You ever had like a bug mm -hmm. or something that you, you discuss, you touch you? Yes. And days or weeks or months go by, no matter how you rub or scrub yeah. that area, you can still feel that whatever it was. Girl, uh, I mean, you look at me. I was looking at Elizabeth's name saying girl. Sorry. Sorry. I was like, girl. Yes. I, I totally know. I can, I, from that teacher touching me, I can still feel I because it yeah. felt icky. Yeah. And the way he would touch me. Yeah, because and, your body knew it was wrong. Yeah, you know? and yeah. I can to this day. I, I mean, I think about. I can still feel that ickiness. You're better than me. I would have called you know? so quick. I wouldn't care. I mean, <laughs> listen, <laughs> he, I mean, it was well. It was known with all the boys at that school. Okay, so they knew. But we just decide. We see him. We run the other way. We we don't go in his class when right. it's just him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but somebody didn't escape. That's what you gotta remember. Yes. Somebody did not escape. No. I, I can guarantee. Oh, you we know somebody did not escape because one of us saw him actually kissing a boy. Oh, see, that's yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, but you were young, so it's hard. You know, you can't. Yeah, I, I like him. Kids, yeah, I don't expect kids to be like, "Oh, I'm gonna, Mister So and So and So." But I'm yeah. telling kids today. If I mean, I know you're probably not watching the show, but parents, if you're watching the show, you have to tell your kids. Hey, listen, nobody's going to harm you if you speak up. They're not going to hurt mommy and daddy because that's what they tell you. Oh, your family. Oh, I'm going to fail you. I, I know one girl said their teacher said they would fail her or something. And her parents were really adamant about grades. So she was like, hey, yeah. I can't fail. So she just did whatever they said. And I was like, what? This? No, you can't do that. But but I get it because some people are really literally raised in their households, especially you got Catholic families, Baptist, Baptist families, you got yeah. people who are raised like this is the way this is supposed to be, right? You know, it's man and woman, yeah. that's it. And so if something happened to me with a priest and I'm a guy, what is that saying? Yeah. If I go tell my parents that a guy kissed me, yeah. or tried to kiss me, uh oh, what's gonna happen now? Yeah. Right? Because they're gonna be like, oh, 
What do you mean? And that's the ultimate sin in some people's, some cultures, um, you know, some culture, that's the ultimate, like, oh my God, what? So the kid might be thinking, I ain't saying nothing. Cause if I say something now, I'm going to look like I did that on purpose or, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and guys, especially usually never tell. You have to like, literally open your mouth, kid. They don't, uh, they usually don't tell because of a few things, embarrassment, um, uh, alienation from for whoever, in the family that that would be like, like if I, like I had one girl tell me, well, I won't say um, that it happened to me, but I'm just going to tell you off the record that it happened to me. And so I just want you to know you're not crazy. And I said, well, why didn't you say anything? Cause everybody's thinking I'm just random yeah. throwing out a fact here. And it's just that, well, cause my family would be embarrassed and we would, we would never be yeah. like on the court. I said, nobody said nothing about court. I'm trying to help other victims. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I don't care about no court at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. You know, um, but people, you, you got to realize one thing by telling you, you put a light on it and then you actually help maybe um, alleviate more victims who who will uh, do something that's not good. And that and that includes becoming a victimizer. So sometimes people might process that wrong if they're the wrong age, if they're the wrong age, that kind of because, you know, before by the time you're five, your sexuality is developed. So if you're traumatized before five, that may shift a whole lot in your brain, a whole lot in your brain. And if you're traumatized after five, that may confuse your brain. So you got, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff. And I tell people, therapy is awesome. I love therapy. I think it's the best invention since Swiss cheese. Well, I don't really like Swiss cheese. I don't eat cheese, but you know, it's the little holes in it. I think it's cute. <laughs> but you know, that that's the best thing invented. You have to, you, just as human beings, we have to process all of our childhood traumas, especially if it's any kind of sexual trauma, you have to process that because that is something that it just, it eats at you. Like you ever see the trees that are getting eating at the bottom of the trunk, but you can't tell for years before it gets rotten and falls over. Yeah kind of what abuse does to you. It just eats away slowly, but surely it just, just yeah. eating. you don't even see it. Nobody sees it. Just that's kind of how I see it. When you don't process, even if you don't, you go to the therapist's office, find a support group, or if, if you shared with somebody and process with somebody that can help too, you know, uh, mm -hmm. cause I had someone that say therapy didn't help me at all. So she did another way talking to friends. That's okay. She got it out. It's when you internalize it, and you never let it out. That's a problem. That's a problem. Because unfortunately, human beings are made to always, um, we're very resilient and we have a lot of grit, but only when we're truthful to ourselves. When we lie to ourselves, it bites us in the butt. Bites us in the butt. So yeah. I just tell anybody out there, get the help if you can. Thank you, Elizabeth. Hi, Liz. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling better, darling. Is that old behavior in the home that what goes on in the house stays in our house and our family that also has? Yes, that's so true. Ooh, that's true. That is so true. What goes on in the house stays in the house. That is a very, um, that's a very, that's a statement I hear in a lot of families. Uh, and and it makes people more care about not being embarrassed. Don't embarrass a family. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's crazy. I, I If I could tell you how many times I've heard that, even yeah. now, I, I know of a case that's going on locally, and everybody's like, I mean, people are like lashing out at the guys that made the claim that the guy sexually abused them at the, uh, you know, when they were kids. They're they're like, what? Well, we're still, and they still go to his establishment and yeah. act like, well, we're going. And I was like, look at all the victims going to his bar because they they never got help and never got processed. 
So yeah. and I actually know a few of the people that I believe were his victims. And now they explains why they do things like you hear stories about them sexting pictures of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like, oh, that's inappropriate behavior. Why are you sexting pictures of yourself to people you don't even know? Yeah. Think about that. So something's going on. But when you put all the pieces together, you're like, now I know why everybody's so messed up. They're a part of this old don't tell. Oh, you're not going to mess up our reputation uh, group. And yeah. that, that's a real thing. So I understand why kids don't go and tell. But you got to teach your kids. Um, and if if you have a sibling, you got to teach your sibling to um, to know how to themselves. That's the bottom line. So, I thank you guys so much. I have somebody uh, trying to reach him. Elizabeth, thank you for coming on too. And uh, where'd he go? Uh, are you still there, Adam? Thank you, Adam. You're awesome. Uh, thank you for coming on. Check us out, all you guys. And I thought I saw somebody else. Jen. Yeah, Jen and Grandma. Thank you so much for checking us out. Um, you know, so bottom line is, I guess the summary is we got to raise awareness about sex trafficking um, for children and adults. It happens for adults too. Um, and we have to be vigilant and pay attention when you're at the malls. Cause that right now in some cities, they are, they waiting by your car for you with the Ethan all in all, they waiting by your car. Uh, it's a big thing. And a lot of people ain't mentioning much about it, but it's happening. Uh, so you have to pay attention. Don't feel like, Oh, it can never happen to me. Okay, fine. Just protect your kids. Who cares about the, the adults? I care about the kids. That's who I care about. And especially foster youth. They are the most vulnerable. So if you are a case manager, please do your job and make sure you know where your child is aging out to when it's time to age out. Because if you don't, they can end up sex traffic. And unfortunately, um, I hate to say it, I, I, the, you know, I'm actually trying to track a kid now uh, who aged out a while ago and I haven't heard from him and the girlfriend hasn't heard from him. And I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. Because that's, that's a thing. It's a thing. So please, please uh, pay attention to the kids. Let them know what's going on when you're out in crowds and the malls and all that stuff. If you're on Facebook, pay attention. Don't be letting nobody inbox you talking about, hey, cutie, you're so cute. Oh, you're so cute. You want to go on a date? No, no. Facebook is not a well, date. You that uh, posted something about if you see a white van next to your car in a, in a mall parking lot, be careful. Yes, that is a, a van, trucks, anything that can get a person in. If someone's parked between you, one side and one side, if I were you. I'd be like, nah, I'm going to park somewhere else. I don't do between cars. I do not do that. Unless it's two small cars. Like I can see who's in it. If I can't see who's in that car, I do not park by it. And just as a habit, I've always been, I've always been like that. And because most people that get kidnapped at the mall say it was a white van. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. You know, but now they're just people literally, they are literally going up to you and snatching your little four-year-old's hand and snatching them out of your hand, literally. If they, if you're little and petite, they love little people. They love it because it's easy. No fight. You know, they can't do much. That's why. So you got to pay attention. That's the bottom line. And my indigenous people, my Native Americans, um, you know, my young kids, you know, watch your people, watch your kids because people are coming out here and doing crazy things. Look it up. Research it. Look it up. I'm not making this up. But we got to do something about sex trafficking, especially of children. And to all my Haitians out there, um, I'm praying for you that uh, things get better in Haiti because it's just crazy right now. It's crazy. And I know, you know, your government, you know, we're co-signing on some stuff, which I don't agree with at all. But you got to, um, you know, young, young people will lead you out of the dark. Pay attention to them. If you build them up, 
Haiti can be built back up. And somebody knows that. That's why. But we won't go there on that. Just pay attention. Pay attention. Africa, too. Pay attention to your youth. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody everywhere. Pay attention to your youth. They are a future. Without them, we're screwed. Uh, so I always focus on them because I love them the most because they're going to help me when I'm old. They're going to help me when I'm old. But I thank you guys so much. Uh, and I will check you guys out. Well, you'll check us out. What's today? Thursday? Oh, gosh. I'll be back Sunday. And uh, and Saturday uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern time, check out Five Black Comics, okay? And thank you very much, guys. And I have one little advertisement there to do before I go. Let me see if I can do this right, uh, Carl. I don't know if I'm going to do this right. Don't, don't go anywhere. It's one little advertisement. If you need a comedian for hire, hire. Let me see if I get it up here. All right, I'm going to take us off for one second. Tony Viagra. Here we go. One second. I'll put you back on. That's how I had to do that. All right, ready? I'm out of here, guys. We will see you. Thank you, Carl, for, for coming on and chatting. You are welcome. Thanks for everyone for watching. Yes, we'll see you Saturday. And uh, let's see, Gina Fiore has her book out. Uh, well, it's uh, ebook. I believe it's ebook, right? Or it's audio. Yeah. Audio. Right. Um, uh, My Italian Therapy. And of course, you know, Kevin Lee, one of our own. Where is he at? Uh, Playing with Fire on Amazon. Yes, <laughs> you're ready. You're ready. In my book, if you want to support foster youth, all the proceeds go to foster youth, surviving foster care and making it work for you on Amazon. All right. I will check you guys out later. Thank you. All right. Peace. Bye.